another day, another FPL pod. Jack, how are you this Jack. midweek evening? This midweek evening, I'm very well. Thank you, Josh. It's Monday night. Yeah, played a bit of football with you. Yeah. Um, it was fun. And yeah, enjoying the, the Christmas madness of FPL, the FPL schedule. How about you? Yeah, same. Also enjoyed football, enjoying the football in general. It's coming thick mm-hmm. and fast now, and it's coming at us from all angles. I love it. Hit me. I love just getting pelted with it. It's great. <laughs> it's a great feeling. Uh, but yeah, how'd you get it, on this game week, Joshy boy? This game week? Well, I guess we should say that we're going to do this very quickly for this oh, episode, yeah. aren't we? Because the deadline is coming quick this week in particular. It is tomorrow, in fact. So we're just going to cover how we did, key, some key questions, eight quick fire questions, have a look at the key fixtures and then plans for the week and then we're done. So this should be a quickie. It's a bite-size ep. Bite-size. <laughs> bite-size. But you have asked me a question. You said, how have I got on? Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty good, I'd say. Not too bad this week. 74 points um, just outside you know, the million for the game week rank. And that's pushed me at the green arrow to overall rank around about 350,000. Um, but yeah, I think I was doing all right with a, little green arrow until Gallagher came up and just propelled me at the end with his 15 points. So um, was loving it really. But I think as I think going to yours as well, but I think there's a lot of uh, high ownership players with points this week, isn't it? There's a lot of points flying around. Yeah. If you didn't have the template players, you were in trouble this week, weren't you? Exactly. So for me, Ramsdale, uh, Trent, you know, Cancelo at DS as well. Salah obviously returning, Gallagher mentioned him, and then Rafinha were my my key key players and a few blanks from like the Kings, the Jotters, and James with zero point brought him in this week. Cheers, James. But you know, that was offset by the big boys doing doing the biz. Great stuff, man. Yeah, great stuff. Smashed it. The Gallagher thing. Oh my god. <laughs> You're not happy Completely with the Gallagher thing. It's eh? my weekend. Yeah, it was horrendous. <laughs> oh, it was awful. I was doing but, so well. And then, well, let's move on to yours. Then you could tell us more about that feeling yeah. that we're getting from oh, <laughs> you saying that now. It was grim. Now I finished on sixty-seven points, which at one point looked really good. I had sixty-seven points at the end of Saturday, so I had no players playing on Sunday, which was horrible. Actually, Dangerous which was Sunday. really bad. But when, um, but the games until that Palace game, the games were going quite well for me. The West Ham attackers blanked. Vardy didn't do anything. Uh, for Leicester so I was laughing and I thought you know Palace sure Gallagher might get an assist he's been playing deeper lately he's on my bench so you know I didn't expect him to do that well and actually if not for the Spurs fixture being delayed I would have got rid of Gallagher for Bowen uh, but instead got Ronaldo in for Kane so I would have lost Gallagher completely anyway had it not been for that so I can't be too too annoyed really um but yeah, when those 15 came in for Gallagher, it was just that second goal, man. That second goal really stuck the knife in. I was doing I was doing really well rank-wise until that. I think I started um, so I started the game week at just over a million rank. At end of Saturday, I was up to eight hundred thousand, so two hundred and a bit thousand rise. But I ended after that Gallagher haul on nine six two. So still into the million, but it could have been so much more, Joshy boy, with Gallagher. Yeah, really annoyed. Really, really annoyed. Don't but count those chickens. Yeah. Don't count them. 
Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird one, isn't it? It's again, we talked about before, like if it's flipped over, if Gallagher had done that at the very start of the week, and then say Watford had played the and Watford and Leeds had played the last game where Dennis and King did well for me, and well, King did, but Dennis did well for me, and then Rafinha did well. I would have felt different. But just yeah. that being literally the last kick of the game week just wrecked me. <laughs> oh, dear. But anyway, yeah, so 67 points. I'm still above average, still a green arrow. So as I say, always always take that. It's all about, it's getting incrementally smaller, these gains now. But as long as it's going up, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, we take the positives. We always take the positives, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, bury those <laughs> negatives down. <laughs> yeah, I quite like the negatives sometimes. Yeah. I like playing with them, holding them. <laughs> entertaining him um, cool so that's how we did right Are we yeah done? let's yeah. get them out of the way let's move on to the next game week so we're not going to look at the xg and xa no. tables mainly because well there's, there's a quick turn around this week but also because it's we did look at the stats and they're actually you know it's the same same people same yeah. players we've already talked about so not much to report on that front yeah, stick with Jota Salah Ronaldo for the XG, Trent and Robbo for the XA. Raheem Sterling's the only the only new one. So, um, but we've got the eight questions that we always do, and we can talk about Raheem in there. I think, Josh, shall, shall we? Raheem, the dream. Uh, sure yeah. Thing. So I've come up with the questions this week, so I'll be pitching them to you. Good times. Uh, let's let's go. Let's go. Um, let's do it. Question number, number one. one, Jack, is Leicester have scored ten goals in their last three game weeks, what well, games, I should say, is it still too soon to jump on the assets? Because it feels like we don't really know exactly who to go for, or do we? Well, yeah, with, with Leicester, it's difficult. They are, three weeks ago, we said, yeah, they're a streaky team. This may be another streak. It may be a false dawn, whatever. I feel like they are mid-streak now. And it is one of those FPL fallacies where, you think, and so kind of Vardy invented it almost, I think, when Leicester won the league that season and he was scoring every single game. And so many people, me included, just said, well, he can't keep this up. He can't keep this up. He can't keep this up. And 10 game weeks later, he's still scoring. <laughs> so maybe Leicester, maybe them crashing out of the Europa League has kind of gave him a kick up the backside a bit. And, and, may, and yeah, it's tricky because they, they've done well in the league, but that Europa performance was awful. And that was only last week. So, yeah, tricky one. I mean, if I had, I, I don't like many of their assets, but Madison does seem to be looking like the Madison of a couple of years ago when he sort of burst onto the scene. He's he's everywhere. Um, great goal, lovely hockey assist. Like he flicked it around the defender for for someone to lay on a plate for for Tielemans and and he got another assist as well. So he just looked really, really good. And yeah, so I'd put him up with the... Um, those mid-price mids that that we talked about last week, Bernardo Silva's, the Bowens, Rafinha's, Mounts. He's just in the mix with them now. Yeah, and I think he's a good buy. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, I would agree with you. I think it's, they're in that rich vein of form at the moment. You know, they're not, they're looking a bit leaky still at the back, but they're scoring goals. And that's why I only really focused in on the forward assets I mean, the Dakers of the world, Vardy will come back into play. You know, that's so we we don't really want to be offering too much or saying people to get Dakar because you don't know what's going to happen. But you're right, Madison, you can take the positive or the negative side of us saying he's a streaky player. <laughs> like the negative is, you know, you can't hold on from for long. But 
he's a streaky player. He's in form now. That's when you want him. So jump on him early whilst the form's there. Um, but we know he's going to drop off at some point, right? Mm, just on Vardy, if you own Vardy now, would you keep him? Well, I do own Vardy. I was going oh. to get him out, but with all the concerns around, you know, would Ronaldo start this week? And then um, other issues with the Spurs game and stuff like that. I ended up using my transfer and getting Regulon out for James. Um, I still have an eye on the Vardy to Ronaldo switch. Um, so I am looking to get him out, basically. Um, just because, well, the the, the drops, the t- dropping points, you want him to get minutes at, at 10 mil, you need him to get minutes. So even if he does come back with a goal or whatever, there's a big question mark over his minutes now. Too much, too much yeah. doubt for me. Do you think Ronaldo is the best one to get in for him though? Because I'd say the rotation's an issue with Ronaldo, I think. And there's rumours of, well, there is, it's confirmed that there's a lot of COVID happening in Man United, isn't there now, as of today? So it's looking like that Brentford game might be in jeopardy this week. So, yeah, I mean, I wanted that move last week. We're one half a week on or whatever um, now, but and it, that move isn't looking like it's the one to make for me. Like, I would rather no. hold off and make one of the midfield move to one of the midfield assets that we've talked about last week and we will we'll talk about here and take a little bit of time to sit on I know how Ronaldo is going to do I kind of wanted him though for the run of fixtures which started with this week with the Norwich get last sorry last week with the Norwich game yeah um so the longer you wait you kind of you're losing out on that run of fixtures that look so good and so we just kind of the appeal just like lessens as we get through these game weeks up to Christmas now anyway yeah, it's tricky. And you hear the other like content creators say, well, the time to buy him was last week. Yeah. Maybe don't now, that kind of thing. And maybe that applies with Ronaldo a bit. Um, I'm actually thinking about ditching him. If this game's off tomorrow or whenever it's scheduled Wednesday, then I might get rid of Ronaldo because I think he's a bit like Vardy. I don't think he'll play three times a week, even if their games are on. And for how much he costs, it's a bit... Bit dicey. The problem is there's just no forwards that you want to buy, is there? I mean, Ollie Watkins, don't know. Anyway, I mean, we're moving, yeah, yeah, sorry, we're moving off that Leicester question now. Um, basically, Leicester asset is Madison for me. And yeah. yeah, Barnes, I think he's a bit, he's still a bit too hot and cold. And Telemans, Telemans, okay. He's okay. He seems to score sort of wonder goals, but he does score goals. So, yeah, not far enough up the pitch for me. Agree. Wrong. Agree. Great. Question number two and three. It's kind of a two-parter. So Chelsea and City are the two teams behind Liverpool in terms of XG, not only for the season, but you know, over the last five game weeks as well. So they're, they're ever present, those three teams. Mm-hmm. Liverpool assets, everyone's pretty much set. But what's the best way into the Chelsea front line? And the next question will be what's the best way into the City front line? But start with Chelsea. Who do you want? out of that Chelsea kind of front line, midfield and attack? Uh, yeah, Mason Mount's the answer for me with Chelsea. Um, and that's about it, really. I think the others are too expensive and prone to rotation. And the strikers aren't good enough. So Werner and Lukaku, I'd never thought I'd be saying that this year about Lukaku, but they're just not good enough, I think. Um, so... Yeah, that's me. Mount or nothing. Mount or, mount or nothing for Chelsea. What about you? 
completely agree. That was going to be my answer as well. It's just none of the other players offer enough security in terms of minutes and have not returned enough consistently for you to think, oh, you know, I really want them. But Mount's points total so far this season, considering how many minutes he's got, because, you know, he missed a lot of games through different reasons. He's just the star man, isn't he, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's brilliant. And he just keeps scoring, keeps yeah. on going. So. Unbelievable. Um, but second yeah. part of the question, repeat, what's the best way into the City front line if you want to get in there? Uh, I'd, again, I'd only go with, um, it's kind of been our mantra, hasn't it, this season to be very much avoid all City assets, basically, apart from the defenders. But I am really happy owning Bernardo Silva. He seems to be locked, basically, as locked as City players can get. And he's ticking over with the with the points. He's like the anti XG player, though. He's you know he shouldn't be according to the XG data scoring as many as, as he is. And he got a, quite a lucky assist for that penalty at the weekend. I thought that didn't look like a handball to me. No. Um, but we got a bit lucky there. But he is quality, and he is in Pep's favour. So and Man City will score goals. So yeah, I'd go Bernardo Silva, Sterling. I think he's a bit too expensive at the moment. Um, but I have a feeling we'll be talking about Sterling more when AFCON comes around and we're, we're getting rid of our Liverpool players. Yeah. I think uh, that'll be the time when we some of those other premiums start looking a bit more appetising, like Sterling, if he can keep the run going. Yeah. So Bernardo Silva at the moment for me. How about you? Yeah, Bernardo, number one, and then Foden as a soft second. But I think he, we need a little bit more reassurance following, you know, when he returned from missing those games, we want to see uh, consistently starting, basically, and returning. Bernardo's oh. done it now for a while, isn't he? And, and Foden, because since he's just come back, he, we just want to see it for a little bit longer. But yeah, and with but with Bernardo there, he's your first choice, isn't he? So you don't really need to double up um, unless you're chasing chasing points through a differential or just trying to get them both, really. Yeah, great. Sure. That's the first three questions. Question number four. Um, you alluded to there not being many forwards. So if you had to pick three forwards now, if you were wildcarding, which three forwards would you pick for the next three game weeks? That's a barren question. Apologies. <laughs> and it is killer. It is really killer. Um, I think going by, I definitely know which two I'd pick. So the two I'd go for would be Dennis and Watkins. Um, for the next three fixtures. So Villa have got Norwich, Burnley, then Chelsea. Uh, but Chelsea's defence seems to be pretty leaky at the moment without Kante in there. And Watkins seems definitely favoured by Gerrard in that in the front front three. Uh, and he's looked really sharp. Um, and I think Norwich and Burnley he could he could do really well with. And he's not too bad a price. Uh, Dennis, so I've got King and Dennis. And the, all the XG underlying data says King, but Dennis is the top scoring forward in the game. Like you can't ignore mm. that. And until further notice, we have to get Dennis in. I think you yeah. called it weeks ago, Josh. Incredible shout from you. When no one was talking about him, you you said to get him. Um, and I was cursing you, but uh, but yeah. But so those are the two I picked, and then I'm kind of torn between. Excuse me, torn between a few for the third one, and they're they're sort of more expensive ones. So, Man United have got Brentford, Brighton, and Newcastle coming up, which is very, and then Burnley, and then Wolves. So, really good fixtures coming up. And Ronaldo is 
good, isn't he? He is good. It's yeah. just, I'm just not sure he'll play all the games. And with the COVID thing, that just tips him over the edge of don't don't buy, really. Uh, and the other one was Antonio. Um, they've got Arsenal, Norwich, Saints and Watford as the next four. It's the next three, Arsenal, Norwich, Southampton. And I know he hasn't been doing it lately, but I think if you've held on to him this long, then you've got to keep holding. You've got to keep holding him. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, it's slim pickings elsewhere. Palace have got great fixtures, but you just don't know who's going to start. Arsenal, brilliant fixtures, but I mean, Lacazette, are we talking about him again? I'm not sure we are. Aubameyang's in the wilderness, so maybe he's a shout. Maybe he's a bit of a differential, but but yeah, that third strike is really difficult, I think. What about you? You've listed all the names that were flying around in my head when I thought of that, and it's like the first two down for me were Dennis and Ronaldo. Ronaldo mm. because definitely the fixtures and just because we know he's just a threat in any game week. Dennis because of the blistering form. Fair. And then the third, I really couldn't pick. It's kind of a split chase. And it, like you said, it's West Ham's fixtures coming up. You've got to say that, you know, Antonio is going to turn around this form that he's got. But not sure. Like yeah, I'm we, not sure. Like we discussed pre-season, you know, for attacking assets, it's form over fixtures you know you, you mm. should be p- player picking them according to the form no matter what fixture they've got yeah and his form is terrible so it's horrendous you're not yeah. convinced on Watkins then um I don't think I've watched enough of Villa like enough I've seen highlights and things but I, I I haven't seen enough of full games to kind of see how good he looks throughout mm. a game rather than just highlights I think highlights can be misleading sometimes so I'll defer to you here Jack if you says he's well, doing it then well, we're not RB bias always, and I, I do love him, but he to be fair, he isn't banging them in. He's not like he's on fire. It's just that he looks the best and he's in one of the form teams, I would say, Villa are at the moment, if, despite losing to Liverpool. Um, you know, they've given Liverpool and City a, a real test and they've won the other games, so it's a bit... Yeah, I mean, Norwich will be an interesting one, obviously, Dean Smith... Dean knows Villa really well, so he'll know how to set up against us. But I just, yeah, I think Ollie's due. Uh, he's, he feels kind of primed and due for a few goals. Yeah. But um, but yeah, we'll see. But I wouldn't, I'd hesitate to play. I'm only playing 4-3-3 out of necessity at the moment because I've got Josh King as well as Dennis. Um, yeah, I did I like, like, love it. I did like Laka in the last game because mm. that. He, he played with the directness that we've been hoping Aubameyang would play with this yeah. season. And Laka, look, it looked like he's going to hold him off that spot now for a while. So, but he can look great, can't he, as well, Lacazette? Yeah. His finishing can be devastating, I think. But His all-round play seem... looked, looked good. He plays generally a bit deeper than Aubameyang, doesn't he? And links mm. up play a bit How much even is he in FPL? I've never even looked to buy him. I've never looked either. I think he's around the nine mark. Isn't yeah, he? so he's not exactly kind of cheap, level, is he? No, so it's feel quite a lot for him. Yeah, way too much, if I'm honest. But I, I mean, I only really mentioned him because of that the performance in the last game, and then now thinking from a perspective of keep an eye on him. Um, but that's really because of that barren wasteland of, of forwards, like you said. So, yeah, we've just yeah, got we to miss see. Calvert-Lewin and Bamford, don't we? We really miss them. Those two were the dream, the dream pairing. They would fill it up. Eight point three um, for Lacazette. So eight point three. Yeah, not not crazy expensive but uh, and a 1.3 percentage owned he's a hell of a differential if he keeps starting but um but far too soon for him at the moment it's just a yeah it is watch yeah. list 
He hasn't uh, completed 90 all season either. So, yeah. yeah. Great. Well, you did well out of a difficult question there. Fair play. Thanks, you got, Josh. <laughs> you got Thanks definitely so two and then a lot of options for the third. Good. So that's good. Uh, next question. So the midfield merry-go-round. We've been talking about so many midfielders. Um, what do we advise now that there are so many midfield options over the last kind of three game weeks that have shown their head? Do you advise people to chase the form like the Madisons after this game week and uh, everyone who, like Gallagher, for example, who had blanked for a lot of game, game weeks before, or back your horse. You know, if you've got these players already, just keep them and don't try and chase the form. I know, man. Yeah, that's so difficult. Because I would say a form is what you want to be looking for. Um, and these are the kind of price players that you do want to use your transfers on, like rather than the premiums, who, who I would say stick with. Like stick with Salah. If he blanks a couple of games in a row, just stick with Salah because he will come good. You know, you, there's more. he's more likely to come good than, than Saka. Um, and it's tough. Like I said, I would have sold Gallagher if the, the Spurs thing hadn't happened for Bowen and Bowen got three points and Gallagher got 15. So I'd say these players tend to be more they're, they're priced like this for a reason they tend to be feast or famine a bit more than than the premiums do um so i think it's a, st- a stick with them unless it's getting really bad like i don't know but it was really bad for gallagher wasn't it and now do we love gallagher because he did that 15 pointer well i think the his role changed in it so the criticism mm. that you actually highlighted was it last week did it change did it did it notably change was he more yeah he was released into into a more forward playing midfielder rather than deep lying so they changed bring myself to watch it (laughs) so i think what that means is the gallagher earlier on the season with that attacking threat creating goals scoring goals he's back back in that well not directly in that role but more you know he's been released forward again basically whether that will be the case next game week is is one thing we don't know. Obviously, it's down to the manager. But that happened that game. We can look at the results. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd say then I'm more chase form than back your horse with these guys. Um, you know, if Bernardo starts getting rotated or or starts reverting to his to his XG, he will be gone for one of these guys that are doing well, like a Madison or a Mount. You know, I don't feel as committed to these guys as I do with the premiums I've got in. Um, that, yeah, that makes sense. Know, so don't switch between them. Keep them. For but the you can switch from other players. So, yeah. And we're talking about Gallagher, Madison, Rafinha, Mount, Bernardo, Saka, yeah. Bowen, Foden. Like, yeah. I think the cheaper they are, the cheaper they are, the, the shorter your fuse can be with them in a way. Like if, if Madison's, Madison has just returned loads in the last three weeks. If Rafini had blanked for three weeks in a row, I wouldn't hesitate to pull the trigger. Yeah, he gone. You know, he's gone for Madison. <laughs> but it just so happens Rafini is doing really well, and they're all doing pretty well. Like, say, if I had Saka now, he'd be gone, I think, mm. because and Foden would be gone because they're just not doing it compared to the others at the moment. That's not to say I wouldn't come back to you guys, but right <laughs> now, see you later. You know, yeah, I think be fleet-footed with these guys and keep your finger on the pulse of which one, which ones of them are doing well is, is all you can do. Yeah. Well said, well said. Okay, next question, number six, I think we're on now. COVID. Cool. So we're seeing, you've already mentioned it, you know, there's 
been rumours of the uh, the United game, sorry, being cancelled. There's rumours of an outbreak at Villa as well, which I think has been mentioned. It's more staff than players, but it's been contained. I think that one, yeah. Um, Spurs, obviously, I think they think they had a one new case more recently as well. So yeah, you know what the hell is going on there? Is there any way to mitigate the risk, or should people just not even consider that because it's you can predict it? Uh, I think it's two things. So it's one, keep your finger on the pulse mm-hmm. of the news coming out now. Like you've really, these are the types of times where, like Christmas is bad enough, but these are, this is the period now where the sort of casual will get separated from the the anoraks like us who are just checking Twitter and Reddit all day about news. So yeah, I think keep your eye on the news. And the other one is when it comes to your bench, try and make sure you've got, you, you know, make sure they're playing. You know, they don't have to be world beaters, but make sure you've got some 90 minutes on the bench because it's more likely than ever that they'll be used. Um, yeah, sounds obvious, doesn't it? But but that's that's what the bench is there for. I mean, me this week, I'm in a bit of trouble now because I've got Johnson, who's injured, and Cancelo, who's suspended. And now it's just come out that Livramento is has got a gash. So, so I'm in a bit of trouble. So I may have to spend that transfer. I love having Johnson at 3.9, but I may have to, to buy a playing defender, which is um which is really unglamorous and boring, but it's uh it's a necessity. And if it means I've got that depth going forward, then um then it's good for me. Yeah. I mean yeah. it is I agree with those those points. I think that's the only thing you can say, isn't it? Um and there's nothing you can do about it. Worst case scenario this week, if it is, you know, United Villa and Brighton have also apparently said that they've they've had an outbreak. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's you know the six teams we were talking about there. Uh, I've got them written down here. That's what I'm looking down. Is United, Brentford, Villa, Norwich, Brighton, Wolves. I mean, that's gonna destroy a lot of teams. So yeah, everyone will be in it. a similar boat. Yeah, everyone will be in. Everyone will have if it's that many teams. Like with the one weekend just gone, where it's one game, you can sort of manage it. Yeah. Um, and you can get an edge on the people that aren't paying attention. But the yeah, when it's three or four games, I mean, just don't take loads of hits to accommodate for one game week's worth of fixtures. And don't free hit either, I wouldn't. Um, because you don't know, like if this United game's cancelled, yeah. you don't know if Saturdays will be on either. So a free hit doesn't really save you like a conventional blank game week it normally does. Mm. Um yeah, it's a it's a killer. But it's it's kind of a killer, but it's also quite interesting and exciting in a way, isn't it? You know, we've lived we're living in these perma captain salad times. We need a bit of spice, don't we, to to get us interested again. June quote, love it. June yeah, reference. Bit of Junage. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. We 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 want to play the game. Come on. It's yeah. gotta be a bit of a you know excitement to the game. Yeah. Love it. For sure. Okay. Question seven. Doing well, you're doing well. Back-to-back clean sheets for Manchester United, Jack. You can see where I'm going with this. Is it worth looking at the defenders? And before, I'm not saying Maguire. I'm saying people like Dallo and Tellez. Dallo at 4.5 mil, Tellez at 5 mil. They've played, they've started, I think, and played 90 minutes for each of those last three games. Yeah. Are they worth considering? Uh, for me, no, they're not because, well, COVID aside, 
um, with United. You say there was no COVID issue. I'm still not, A, I'm not convinced that Man United's defence anyway. Like Crystal Palace and Norwich were tight games, especially Norwich. Like Norwich could have easily scored in that game. And that's Norwich. So I, I do wonder if we're looking at, again, one of those pit, like I reckon Ole would have won those games with them. And when they come up against a decent team, or well, granted, they've got a great fixture list, haven't they now? Um, so maybe like Brentford, Brighton and Newcastle are, are pretty good fixtures. But the other thing is you don't know if Wambasaka and Shaw might come back in to cover yeah. for those two you mentioned. Like we don't know enough about Ralph's. Is his name Ralph? Ralph. Yeah, Ralph. It's Ralph, isn't it? I think Ragnick. it's Ralph. Ralph yeah, Ralph, Ragnick. Yeah, yeah, Ralph. If Ralph will... Nobody Ralph. Yeah. If Ralph will favour those two, he'll rotate them or you just don't know. Don't you? I think Wambasaka was injured, wasn't he? Or yeah, something. I'm, I don't know for sure. I mean, they're not... Neither of them are flagged. I know you don't really want to go by the FPL website. Mm. But I can't say with any authority that, you know, Dallo and Telez's minutes have been because the other two are unavailable for whatever reason. It looks yeah. like they've just been picked ahead of them, but but you're right, that yeah. could change in a heartbeat, can it? It could, yeah. I mean De Gea's been making some unre- un- yeah. outrageous saves in these last Prime two games. De Gea's back. He's yeah, he's been brilliant and he's class when he when he is good. But yeah, I'm not convinced on them. Really, so I had to put that in because you know people, people love, love him. So. People do love him. Yeah, I, I'd avoid him. Like if I do replace Johnson with somebody, it won't be a Man United defender. Yeah, well said. Okay, last question: Who's your best differential pick at the moment? So that, and now I'm talking about under five mm. percent ownership, and I think it's because there's a lot of people struggling to get up their mini leagues at the moment. I've heard a lot of chat about people saying, you know, I'm just kind of treading water. I'm not really getting anywhere. Mm. template picks you've got to have the template picks but who outside them is gonna give you a chance well we mentioned Lacazette didn't we and I think he mm. is pretty good um, if you're looking for a forward which a lot of us are and you fancy a little cheeky differential um, we won't go into the DXG and and differential 11s today because we did a shorter pod but I'll put an update on TikTok of how, how they got on um, but Daka was brought into the differential 11 this week. He is, I think, he's 1% owned, Daka, and he'll probably wow. get some minutes out of Vardy. Again, though, it's the minutes, isn't it? It's a tricky um, it's a tricky thing. I mean, yeah, the di- differential is very difficult. I mean, Callum Wilson, 4% owned striker, does score goals for a terrible Newcastle. Um. And then there's always, if you look in premium, there's always Mane, who on his day can outperform Salah on any given day can. He's just not overall as good. And um, and then, I mean, if the Spurs game is back on, do we know for sure that Kane doesn't have COVID? We know Son, they released the names who hadn't, didn't they? I don't, I'm, I kept my finger on the pulse there. So I don't know yeah. for certain who's going to be. Maybe we don't know for sure. But if, you, if you're feeling really ballsy, then a cane could be one. There's very few people who have him. Um, and then there's the the minefield of the, the both Manchester clubs, midfielders, so Sancho, Rashford, Mahrez, Grealish, Foden. 
I mean, any of those players can come great on their day. It just doesn't, I feel like it's not a, the, the, the sort of landscape isn't ripe for exciting differentials at the moment as it sometimes is. Yeah. Would you, how about you? Who have you been thinking of? I mean, I think because there's those midfielders that we're getting excited about now, they're, They've been doing well enough for enough weeks that people have jumped on them. So I had a look at all of them and, you know, they're all well over five. Um, so the two that popped out for me were Odegaard, because he's been doing okay. He's returned in the last three. And, you know, Arsenal have been playing a bit better. They've got West Ham next, not ideal. Leeds, Norwich, Wolves before they play City. So the next four is not too bad. I think he's in the fives. I could be wrong. I think he's in the five mils. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I put Dallow in because of, you know, that fixture run that they've got United coming up. It's not really just on the clean sheet potential, but, you know, he is quite attacking down that right-hand side. So with the Portuguese connections as well. So, um, you know, he offers a little bit going forward and United do have, you know, the personnel to do well. They're just not really kicking on yet. So that's more a potential shout but yeah, it's, it's, there's not a lot of below 5% that we can have a lot of confidence in. I mean, that's the definition of the differential, right? Uh, yeah, Odegaard. I just I don't know what it is. I know. I know. I, I literally... Smith Rowe was He's returned in three, so... Yeah, he just he, he can, he's got a little sniff of like a cheeky goal, hasn't he? But I don't know why I'm just not excited by Odegaard. As I would be, say, like a Madison even. Um but yeah, yeah. At the moment, differential, go, yeah, you know, approach with caution. I'd say. And yeah, and especially midfield, you've got enough options to not even have to go differential, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. We're quite lucky at the moment with a lot of viable, semi-popular options in midfield. Great. Well done. That's the eight questions done. Um, we've got key fixtures, and I think you've picked three for us this week, haven't you? So. We'll run through them and then we'll quickly look at our transfer plans and captaincy and then wrap it up for this week. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Let's jump straight into it. I actually did these before the COVID news hit. I've so the first one is <laughs> the first one's Brentford United. So it is looking like it's cancelled now. Mm-hmm. Um all but confirmed, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think we need to talk about it much, Josh. Apart from like, would you if it is cancelled? Would you, if say you're a Ronaldo owner, would you get rid of him or would you hold him and wait and see for the Saturday game, considering they're good fixtures? Well, we've got we've got a good kind of two sets of scenarios. You're a Ronaldo owner, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not. I was looking to get him in. Obviously, now I'm staring clear because of what this week has got. Yeah. If I was in your situ- situation, unless I needed the money to bring in a hot asset into midfield, you know, Mount or Bernardo, you've already got Bernardo, then I would just hold him because their fixtures are still good. And who are you going to switch him over to? Even if you drop him down to, you know, a cheap striker, what are you going to spend that money on in two moves? because you probably don't have the transfers at the moment to, you know, redistribute that cash into three players into midfield. Um, so you, you're trying to plan so far and ahead, aren't you? So I'd just mm. rather keep Ronaldo and, and um, 
watch them go into those other other game weeks. But that's assuming you've got 11 that can play and you're not putting out other fires. Well, yeah, this Liveramento bollocks has uh, <laughs> has really screwed me over a little bit. But yeah, but it, that is a dilemma. If Livy was fine, that would have been a dilemma. It would have because you're right. Who am I bringing in in that strike force? To um, got yeah. Watkins. I don't have Watkins. <laughs> now I'm thinking, do I really want Watkins? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, but that's Manu Brentford. It's looking yeah. like it's off, basically. Um, yeah. I'd avoid taking hits to survive it. Um, yeah, I just... If you've got Tony still, then, then get rid of him. But I don't know. Have you got Tony still? I do, really, just because I... I've been making other moves, really. Yeah, um, but he Can is the him? one. He's the one on the chopping block for this week, potentially. Right. We'll come to um, that then. Yeah, so we'll we'll get to that in a bit. We will. Um, Liverpool, Newcastle. Uh, I put this in just because it's another straight up captaincy for for Salah, Josh. And I want to talk a little about, bit about Jota. Um, frustrated many this week, but because he, he came on, didn't he? I thought if he'd had a knock, he would have just rested him. But no, he comes on for the one-pointer. And should we be concerned as Jotter owners? I, I still think he is the second most, the second best option out of you know Liverpool's front, front line. I still think he's better than Mane um, when he's on the pitch. And obviously there's the issue this week about him not starting because of um, the knock. But like he came on, he's on the bench. He's obviously fit enough to play. So I don't think we, we can put that to one side now. He should start, I, I would think, um, because he you know played less minutes. So, and this is the game we would want him to start, right? This Newcastle game. So I think it's back to back to usual now. Salah, the number one attacking option for Liverpool, Jota second, and then. The third spot is just locked in Trent for most people, and that—that's those are the three that I would want. Yeah, he's been delivering Trent, hasn't he? Are you Captain Salah? For sure. Yeah, hundred and million percent. Yeah, yeah, agree. I mean, Jota still, even though he came on late, he still had. I think he had an XG of 0.8 himself or something in that Villa game, nice. just from the thirty minutes he was on. So, yeah, when he when he's on the pitch, he is he's brilliant to own, no doubt about it. Um, and yeah, it's likely you'll roll Newcastle over. I think they got demolished by uh, Leicester, didn't they? Yeah, and as a black and white comparison, you know, Newcastle, Liv- good, magpies. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, Liverpool have the highest, you know, xG in the league, highest scoring potential. You know, Leicester have been good recently, but Liverpool is still, you know, a sharper sword than, than them. So they should go away easily at home. No doubt about it. Um, speaking of Leicester, the final game on our little hit list, Leicester versus Spurs. So Spurs are back. What do you kind of expect out of this game? Is it not speaking generally rather than on FPL terms? Who, who do you fancy? It's interesting because Leicester's, you know, attacking output recently against the Spurs under Conte now so it is, we're seeing like a clash there a little bit. Spurs obviously not playing next week. You've got no recent form last week, sorry, no recent form to call upon. Um, 
And I think they're quite well matched where they are now in terms of, you know, the personnel they've got and the form that they are coming into this game. Um, but Leicester having a game last week, I think momentum is a big thing. Spurs not playing, I think uh, that's what I would read into. So I'm thinking Leicester are going to, at home, going to take the result. Uh, I don't think it's going to be high scoring because, you know, the classic Italian manager thing, um, Conte mm. looking to consolidate more than opening up, especially after missing a game week. Yeah. So I can see it being like a 1-0 to Leicester. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to know what Spurs are going to do, isn't it? It's really hard. You don't know how COVID's affected them. You don't know how the, the break have affected them. Who's Kane's going to be available? Form. Yeah, Who's it's... been training? How much training they've had? Um, yeah. And yeah, that's what I meant about like the the you know continuity. Like, then that's going to affect them mentally, isn't it? Like psychologically going into this game, not having trained all together all week and all that kind of stuff. So, but what sure. are you thinking? Are you thinking a Leicester result or Spurs yeah. shocker? Yeah, I think the Leicester. I think yeah, it's probably going to be a narrow Leicester win if, if I had to put one in it. But nothing would surprise me really. Leicester completely steamrolling them. Because they're on form, Spurs showing up with a surprise win. It's one of those games where, yeah, well I'd avoid FPL wise. I'd I'd hold off on bringing any Spurs assets in, even if we get confirmation the game's on. Just because Leicester are very good at the moment, and Spurs, we still it just gives us an extra game to gauge what Conte Spurs are all about. And they've got Liverpool the week after, so it's not like you want avoid them. You know, yeah. Spurs, Spurs for the next two anyway. See you later, Spurs. Good. All right, Joshua. Those are the those are my three hot fixtures. Yeah, they were pretty lukewarm actually. Looking back, (laughs) I think that was a rush job. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Um, we just got our plans now. Like I said, the XGXA. I'll put some TikTok video updates on. They had shockers though. They had absolute stinking game weeks uh so if you want to see how they did go to our tiktok another fpl pod is that josh uh that is right yeah another fpl pod yeah look for it you'll see our logo oh yeah and uh enjoy good very good um so josh you've hinted at your move a certain ivan tone out this week Mm, so i've got the same similar issues to you tony i mean Frank said that he is back available for this next game, but it looks like it's not going to go ahead. So Killer. that's a concern. And then Livramento and Cancelo also. So Cancelo, definitely not. Livramento and Tony are the maybes. Tony is the bigger risk there, obviously, because of the, the game not going ahead at all. Livramento is the doubt, isn't it? So my mind there is I still want to keep Cancelo. So Tony's the one I'm targeting to get out. But as a striker, it comes down to that question we said before of who the hell would you bring in to replace him? Have you got any in the bank? Uh, money in the bank, not to... Actually, no, I was going to go to the Ronaldos, so I've got a little bit of cash. You've got loads of cash, then? I've got 0.9, so not not huge amount, but it takes me into the, you know, into the 7.5, basically, like 7.4. So... Mm. Um, kind of annoying price Dennis? point, really. I mean, I was for the Dennis. Oh, actually, that was going to be one top of the list, basically. But I'm not sure about the Watford double up. Um, it does look and... weird. I've got it in my team. It looks <laughs> odd having those two bumblebees at the top. It is weird, but and they do. Getting... They're doing good. 
they are doing it they are doing it well dennis is doing it so um but yeah there's just the one eye on afcon but i think maybe that's looking too far ahead really Mm, Um, i think it is i think people are fretting too much about it yeah so at the moment tony to dennis um that would give me potentially 12 players we've got douglas Ruiz on the bench as well just to come on he he should play so um and then we said Salah captain so fingers crossed I have a playing 11. But what about you? Do you any more fires with this COVID scares? Well, yeah, Livermento is a fire now, I think, with, and that's not COVID. Um, assuming Ronaldo's on the bench, that would mean, yeah, it would mean I've got four non playing players in Ronaldo, Cancelo, Johnson, and Livermento, uh, which is a problem really. So, like you, I want to keep Cancelo. I like Livy. I like the liver. I might see if anything more comes out about him um, and his injury. And Johnson has injured his hamstring, hasn't played the last game and a half. Might give him a Google, see what he's up to. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I mean, this, is, this would be the prime. I've been kind of gearing myself to get James in after all this time. But he's just been having such a mare the last few games yeah. that I just... I mean, that's got to be a fluke, though, hasn't it? What, zero points the last three. I mean, what's going on there, Jamesy? Yeah. I mean, you'd still say you expect him to perform as the season goes on, but right, he's in. He's having a stinker at the moment. What's um, happening? The, I mean, Rudiger? Is, is that a better shout? He's nailed on. And I know we've been saying... Like he's a, a ball playing centre back, isn't he? But I just, it's that classic output, isn't it? We were talking a couple of weeks ago about, a couple of game weeks ago about um, not being able to bank on clean sheets. So you want your players to have something a little bit more than just the clean sheet potential. And are you He does get forward Rudiger's... a bit, Rudiger. He does like a shot, doesn't he, from long range? But that I don't know how valuable that is, really. Yeah. And saying all this, pieces I are great. I don't think I can afford him, actually. <laughs> if I ditch Johnson, yeah, I've only got 5.7. So I'm talking nonsense here, really. I've only really got... I think I'd have to do just such a massively boring transfer of just sort of fodder to fodder. I could get Tommy Asu. He's pretty cheap, isn't he? And he looks all right. He's nailed for Arsenal. I'm weirdly, actually... I was looking at Palace defenders, Palace, which they seem they don't seem very inviting as individual assets. But you know the fixtures are right: Southampton, Watford, Spurs, Norwich, West Ham. Like obviously Spurs, West Ham, not amazing, but it's decent, isn't it? Yeah. Who would you go for? Yeah, he's come up with a couple of goals, but again, you know, inflated points because of those goals. You wouldn't expect him to keep going with that. But mm. Mitchell, I mean, I've Mitchell. got him. They got him out. But they're not amazing. Is Anderson back? Is Anderson? I think I he think might he's be back. Still flagged, isn't he? Is he? He's flagged. He is flagged. Yeah, he's not back. But you're right. Johnson is not only is you know he injured himself, but Cresswell is about to return as well, isn't he? So uh, that's true. Yeah, I think Johnson could be could be Gonson. Um, could be Gonson indeed. Yeah, Tommy Asu might be the one for me. Because Arsenal's fixtures aren't too bad. But anyway, God, this is this is tough, <laughs> isn't it? Which Budget defenders <laughs> half an hour segment. 
but yeah, yeah they so that's where I am. I'm going to make make a call tomorrow. Obviously, deadline tomorrow. So just confirm which games are on and off. And um, yeah, annoyingly, even if the game's on, I still will have to make the defender move because I haven't got enough defenders to play. Um, so that's an annoyance, Josh. Just got to yeah. bite, yeah, bite the bullet for this one. Yeah, I think so. Lovely. So that's it. Done. Relatively quick. Still lots of discussion, which is good. Hopefully yeah. it's helpful. And um, yeah, may your areas be green. Mm. Thanks a lot, guys. Like, subscribe. Yeah, like, subscribe. Watch YouTube. See us on TikTok. Email us. Speak to you soon. Yeah. Thanks so much. Lovely. Cheers.